seasonal word, Advent, meant only one thing. 25 days of chocolate. Those beautiful little calendars with the paper folds, already kind of cut out and make it easier for you, that hid pieces of milk chocolate in seasonal shapes of northern Europe, little pine trees and bells and presents. I had no idea that Advent was a liturgical season that came before Christmas. Nobody told me that. Intrinsically, intrinsically, I understood these days as a period of waiting. But it was all about waiting for my Christmas presents. (laughs) Not the hopeful expectation of the coming of God among us. Now I love Advent. I love that we have a period where we look for change. Not just individual change, like we emphasize in our personal practices during Lent, but universal change. Change for everyone, change for all creation. That's the beauty of this passage from Mark today. We see signs of fantastic change on an astral level, astral level. At first, it seems like cosmic weirdness, or maybe even doom and gloom. The sun will go dark. The moon will give no light. It reminds me of an experience we had this summer. Some of you also might have had this experience in August. Uh, We were up in Wyoming, as many of you know, uh, during the eclipse. And I was not all that excited about the clips. I was, I, you know, I thought it would be cool, but I was not like planning my my uh, my summer around it. <laughs> Unlike a lot of the people that came to Jackson Hole and other areas to see the totality, um, so I had fairly low expectations. But fortunately, my family was all together. We were out in this little chapel right at the foot of the Grand Tetons. Uh, just a beautiful space to be. And as we watched through the glasses, watched the sun come across, let's see the moon come across the sun, it was, it was exciting, it was fun. But then when the moon reached totality, when the eclipse reached totality, it was an utterly different experience. It was not just the sun being partially blocked out. It was something utterly different. It was stunning. The coming of Jesus is supposed to be like that. Stunning. Beautiful. Calming. Something you do not want to miss. Hence the charge here to stay awake. As a father of young children, this call to stay awake does not sound like good news to me. (laughs) Good news to me sounds more like sleep well. Everything is taken care of. Get a good night's sleep and wake up rested to receive the day's beauty. 
for me, it would be more meaningful to rephrase this as pay attention or keep your eyes peeled for goodness or even just be aware. These days there's a lot of talk about mindfulness, about awareness and and what mindfulness can do for us both in our personal practices and in community. Social psychologist Ellen Linger was one of the first people to start investigating and studying mindfulness and its effects on society in a, from a secular perspective, from a Western perspective. And she, these days, articulates mindfulness as the act of noticing new things. The act of noticing, paying attention, much like what Jesus is saying in this passage. Notice the fig tree. Notice the changes around you. Notice. Pay attention. I love the fig tree analogy that in that bit, he says, notice the tenderness. Ah, just so great to see the tenderness, to see that change, to see where where things are, are, you know, open to change, open to being affected by what's around us. Noticing is powerful. Studies show that it can lengthen your life, it can strengthen your days. But noticing is not always easy. Noticing changes around us takes a lot of effort. It's hard to notice the changes in our loved ones. It's hard noticing our own emotions and recognizing how we can repair them. It is hard noticing the changes in the natural world around us. A couple weeks ago, while we were in D.C. for Thanksgiving, I was messing around on Instagram like I only do when I'm on vacation. Um, and I saw, you know, I followed the New Yorker cartoons. <laughs> and there was, a, there was one that showed a woman in, like, a Manhattan apartment. And uh, she's, <laughs> she's, she's walking around looking lost. And she's like... <laughs> For the rest of this presidency, I'm just going to walk around trying to remember what I was looking for. (laughs) It's tempting. But we have to notice. We have to notice the tax system that is making the rich richer by putting additional stress on our grad students. 145,000 of those people. Because we know that's where the deep pockets and excess spending are. (laughs) (laughs) We have to notice the opening of the Arctic Refuge, uh, the potential opening, and millions of acres of protected wilderness in Utah and other parts of the United States. We have to notice the hashtags, one after another, that declare, Me Too. This week, the New York Times had an interview with Jay-Z. It was profound. I don't know if many of you caught it, but it was, it, was, it was actually very, very informative. And he said something I didn't expect. He said, the great thing about having Donald Trump as president is now we are forced to have the dialogue. 
Specifically, they're talking about race here. Now we are forced to have the dialogue. And he went on to talk about that with this great, poignant phrase. He said, what you reveal, you heal. What you reveal, you heal. That's what we are getting at here in staying awake. Stay awake, keep watch, notice the changes, uncover what is hidden in plain sight. Keep watch for the change that transforms us all. Not a fearful change, but an advent. The advent of belonging, of caring, of attending to God and neighbor like caring for a newborn baby. Amen. Oh,